0: Hello Pixel Peeps, welcome to Images Everything with your host, the Pixel Pimp himself, Raph Holly. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Images Everything. I am your host Rav Holly. On the show this week we've got my girl all the way from the big city of LA out in the desert compound. We're gonna have my girl Miss Allie Cat Arkfeld on the show. So uh we're going to be talking to her a little bit, finding out what she's been up to, who she is, and uh, just uh, giving her the, giving, giving you guys the lowdown on uh, uh, who she is and what she's up to. I just kind of try to have anybody on the podcast I can that comes out to visit me from L.A. since I'm so far out in the desert compound, it's not like I get a visitor here and there uh, every day. So uh, when I do get one in the studio, you're going to hear from them. So uh, let's do this. Our goal is not the victory of might, but the vindication of right.
1: Let's go. Fire in the
0: Hello, Pixel Peeps. Welcome to the fifth episode of Images Everything. I am your host, Rob Holly. It's great to have you with us here today. Super excited today. Got another guest in the house. Wow, lucky us. Today I have my girl Allie Cat Arkfield in the house. How are you, Allie?
2: Good, good. Good to be out here. How are you?
0: I'm great. So glad to have you on the show.
2: Yes. It's it's awesome to be out here and be in Joshua Tree and see your face and yeah,
0: and let's see. This is your first trip to Joshua Tree, right?
2: Yes, it is.
0: So, how does it feel to get out of L.A.?
2: It feels amazing to get out of L.A. You like first it, first out of here, huh? I do. I do. It feels it's just it's a nice getaway from the city, and um, there's something out here. I don't know if it's elevation or or what, but it's calming out here, which I really enjoy.
0: And you, you're you such a city girl, which I know, Then yeah. you love being into that little mecca of all your friends and everybody that you know, yeah. that we were a little bit worried about you being out here in the desert, <laughs> in this desert, uh, this little desert yeah. compound oasis I, I have know. out here.
2: I'm kind of a go-go girl, uh-huh. like going, 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 but um, there's a lot to do in Joshua Tree, first and foremost, I've noticed. I mean, we went to the National Park yesterday, that was amazing. Um, and there's a lot of cool little things in town. And then Yucca Valley is right there. So you've got, I mean...
0: Yeah, and 29 Palms is the other way, but we haven't been there, but it's pretty close too. Mm-hmm. But let's get a, let's give the listeners a little bit of backstory on us and who you are. Okay. Basically, you're one of my favorite girls. Aww. Yeah. Aww. We've dated a little bit a over little the last, bit. what, couple of years? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. And... Um, when I met you, we met through mutual acquaintances, but you really didn't know too much about the photography. You've known some people into photography, but I'm the first person that's first, I Really guess,
2: introduced yeah. me to it.
0: And the thing, uh, while we're kind of kindred spirits, is because um, you're very artistic.
2: Well, I, There's something in my okay. blood yes. that seems for art, yes. Even, <laughs> even
0: though the, it's funny because... Um, you don't specializing You don't specialize in, any, in, 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 don't specialize no. in anything artistic. No, uh, and you don't <laughs> associate yourself as an artist. Right, but you do have an artist.
2: Yes, I crave yes, it. Yes,
0: you do, and um, so I'm that's why we get
2: attracted to art. Art people.
0: That's why I think we get along <laughs> um, so well hmm. And so <clears throat> since I've moved out here, uh, you've actually been to a couple of my photo shoots when I had my studio have, in Long Beach. I have. And uh, watched the whole crew and the yes. whole team doing a large, actually a large, pretty large photo yeah, shoot. It's the yeah. first
2: photo shoot yeah. I ever went to. Yeah. And um, it was amazing.
0: And uh, But since I've relocated out here and I'm uh, practicing my desert photography and getting back to my love of just doing like a, some landscape and artistic stuff that's not commercial stuff that's necessarily for a brand or anything that's for sale. So we basically uh, suited you up with a camera yesterday yep. and I had my camera. And I we, felt
2: sexy.
1: You did. You looked <laughs> sexy too.
0: And we went out to Joshua Tree National Park. Mm-hmm the both of us, and uh, we bought a week pass, actually, but we went out there, and we just spent the day hiking and exploring okay. and taking photographs, and then we came back last night and loaded yours up, and I was really blown away at what you captured. Were you? Yeah. Wow. And you,
2: I was obviously blown away with what Rav captured. Him being the professional, his photos were amazing.
0: But the thing about it is is, is what I'm touching on is your artistic value is... Uh, I have a good eye for composition of landscape and stuff, but what, um, you know, something I admire in other artists, other photographers a lot of times, is a dynamic that they have where they see something that most people don't, or they put hmm. something together just on the fly, and you have a lot of the, that quality in your in your eye, which basically boils down to like abstract, you know, like doing abstract. Like there were some pictures you took of just the rocks, and then we you turn it black and white you put it on your facebook page and there's a very high artistic value to that and that's something that i don't see i could walk back i could walk back and forth by it a thousand times and i would never see that so Aww. I really, I really admire, but that's that thing in your soul that I've always seen yeah. about you. That's why I wanted to put a camera in your hand. And yesterday was the first time I think you've ever had a professional camera in your hand, right? I mean, you've yeah. held mine a few yeah. times, but not to not take it. in. to and, The
2: grade of professional camera that yeah. you let me use yesterday, no, yeah, yeah. That, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun,
0: and you really, I was really impressed with what you captured. I was really excited to see what you captured, and because uh, the funny thing about it is, I don't know. There's a lot of professional ph- photographers that are watching this, and I know as a professional photographer, we basically very much get caught in, caught up in just the doing our own thing. So, uh, I know a lot of photographers go on uh, art walks or photo walks with other photographers and stuff, but if you've never done that, I really recommend it because... Uh, Here's an example. If I go out to the desert by myself and I spend a day out there and let's say I shoot 300 images and I come back and I look through my images, I know what I have and but I already know kind of what my vision is of what I will capture and where it brings something into your something for you that can help you grow as an artist, as a photographer is when you go with someone else and you're walking by that same scenery Mm -hmm. and seeing what they capture compared to what you capture. And that's the, that's really a fun thing about doing like a photo shoot or a photo op with somebody else or somebody else having a, having a camera as well because um, opens
2: your eyes to something you wouldn't have seen before. Exactly.
0: And what, we all see things. We're all drawn to things in, in our environment around us, in the scenery around us. And just like, uh, like I was saying, with there was one picture that you took of uh, you were standing against one of the rock walls, and you shot, and it, it sloped out, outwards, and you stood under it and took a picture of it with the sun just barely peeking over mm-hmm. that ledge. And, you were, and it makes the picture look upside down. We actually had to flip it in uh, post where it looked like the ground but that was something that you know i could have you know if my life had depended on it you know what i mean i would have never got that shot you know what i mean it was something i would never have seen and that is something that it's a very artistic quality that you have that i do admire in you
2: oh thank you
0: that makes me feel good and and uh one thing that happens with a lot of girls that I date is Here we go. They, Here we they, go. they end up becoming my muse because I don't, <laughs> I, I photograph girls and, you know, I've, I've or beautiful women. I photograph beautiful women and the, the majority of the time I'm getting paid to do it. Right. So there's a creative director or, you know, um, there's a vision of what somebody else has that right. they want that I'm trying to To get to, but uh, one thing I love about doing my own personal work, and usually most of the personal work I do that I'm not getting paid for, is a girl that I'm dating, somebody I know on a personal level, and uh, and then I'm I'm shooting them, and so basically I've kind of made a muse out of you because you've never really done any modeling or anything like that, but we've taken some pictures and you've done you do very well. Well, thank
2: you. Yeah. <laughs> Rav's Muse, Cat yeah. Arkfeld. <laughs>
0: we got we to gotta buy that domain right away. AlleycatArkfeld.com. Right Get, Get on the computer right now. The Muse, AlleycatArkfeld.com. I have a new, I, that's got to be a new well, Tumblr photography page. Photography
2: has always been a love of mine, but I just never knew how to access it and access that, uh, that art until I met Rav until I met you really. Um, and I was able to see you behind the camera and then you were, you gave me a camera and we were able to mess around. i you know, messed around with modeling. I'm not a model, yeah, yeah. but you know, um, seeing how you use lighting and seeing how, you know, you position everything. And there's so many aspects that go into photography to make, uh, a great photograph. It's not just, you know, like, point and
0: shoot yeah and the thing about it is is like um but the the fun thing the fun thing is is when um i'm able to uh have have a girl that i know on a personal level who's interested in my art and who ends up in front of my camera which almost every girl that i know ends up at some (laughs) point in front of my camera yeah (laughs) and so um the thing about it is is you you'd never modeled You'd never taken any modeling photos, really, had no, you? You'd no, no, no. You'd never even done headshots no, or like, anything. No,
2: my senior year high school portrait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
0: the funny thing it is is we've we've done a few photo shoots and the very first day we did photo shoots you didn't our, our, our own little personal photo shoot you didn't think you were excited about it but you really didn't think because you don't feel like you have the modelist look and all this stuff but you were very impressed because we came out with some amazing photos that got a lot of compliments yes,
2: <clears throat> yes i was i was impressed i was yeah. shocked really yeah. So,
0: and that's yeah. that's one of the fun aspects. That's why every photographer loves a muse. Every photographer, paint artist, I mean, there's so many artists men over the years that have been inspired by their muse. Um uh, and so that's yeah. you inspire well, me sweetheart.
2: Oh, well, I'm glad I could spark you.
0: <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> All right, uh let's get into a little bit of what you do though. You work okay. You actually um you actually work for a nonprofit group called Dramatic Results. I do. And what exactly does Dramatic Results do?
2: So, Dramatic Results is a nonprofit, and we're an organization that brings in art programs into schools where they otherwise wouldn't have the funding or the kids don't, you know, their parents can't afford art classes after schools. And so we bring in these programs and we integrate them into the core curriculum to foster creativity and learning. And it increases, it has been shown to increase, uh, test scores, the uh, classroom behavior is better. Um, and so it's, it's a really, really great program for the schools and for education and, and overall, mental you know emotional well-being for these kids um you know as they're developing and hopefully you know an artist will develop out of that and they'll be able to get in touch with that part of themselves
0: that's awesome Mm -hmm. and what exactly is your key role and what is your position with the company
2: so i'm on the administrative side with the company and i do i mean i well it's an organ i mean i guess it's a company organization but um I I do admin work for them, and I work with the management team, and and right now we're putting together a lot of stuff for the open house, which is coming up, which is going to showcase the teaching artists. Those are the teachers that go into the classrooms who are also artists. Um, They're going to be demonstrating uh, some of their art projects and things that they bring into the school, such as origami, basket weaving. Uh, They're going to be doing that. There's obviously going to be some wine and um, good times. We'll have uh, one of my bosses, Lucinda, be the MC, and and um, you know, so that's coming up because we're unveiling our new logo and we're going to have a new website up in like three to five weeks, and and all this is. is, And what and what
0: is going to be the date of this? That is November
2: 13th. Four thirty to six thirty at Dramatic Results Studio in Long Beach. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: And let's see. I think uh, you're kind of in charge of the new logo or the website, or is that well, true, putting or?
2: getting all the pieces together gotcha. to make it happen, sort of. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Getting everybody, you know, in line. <laughs> Cracking whips.
0: And and the funny thing is, but that's. It's, it's Even though you're doing administration work, it's an overall artistic atmosphere that you oh, work yeah. in. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Right. The studio's really artistic. I'm around artists. Uh, we have an art director within our organization, and she's fantastic and eccentric and amazing. And uh, Most artists are. Yes. And she dances from time to time for me. Nice. <laughs> yes. I actually think I've seen one of those videos. I yes. <laughs> I was pretty impressed. I know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, um, let's see. I was gonna ask you one other thing. What was I gonna ask you?
2: Hmm, um,
0: <inaudible> <inaudible> uh, let's see. <inaudible> <inaudible> <inaudible>
1: uh,
0: guy, was something about your work too? Oh, no, I know what I was gonna say. T- the, the funny thing about like where you work and stuff is, I knew you before you had this job, you did, and you. Uh, Approached me with this job and what I thought about it and stuff, and I basically said I think it was would be actually perfect for you, even though your background and your college education has absolutely nothing to do with what you're doing now. You, what What is your uh, what what was your what is your forte or what is your uh, ma- degree in
2: degrees in psychology? I have B.S. in psych, and uh, my background is you know working in group homes and being a trauma interventionist, and it's uh, been a little different. also was in medical for a little while. So, I've, I mean, yeah, but fundraising and admin stuff, the fundraising stuff is new for me. I've been doing a lot of that, and that's new, and that's exciting. But, but uh, I think
0: this fits different. you a lot better than, than what your actual education background is, is because even though you're an admin, you're still immersed in art which I really think you have in your soul. Oh,
2: I do. Uh, There's something that uh, just uh, really attracts me to artists, to art, to vibrant colors, anywhere where I feel like my soul comes alive, and that happens uh, around art and around scenery that can... uh, bring that out in me which joshua tree is doing
0: that right
2: i'd have to
0: say Yeah, it's funny because people that have never been to joshua tree um a lot of people venture out here from los angeles of Mm -hmm. course but people in other parts of the country they might hear something joshua tree and they they might not even know what that is and you know you two made an album one of their most popular albums was called the joshua tree and the cover was actually shot right here in Joshua Tree. And the thing about it is, is I grew up in West Texas. And West Texas, the badlands of West Texas, for those that don't know, is, you know, Lubbock, um, not so much uh, Midland, Odessa. Well, Lubbock Lubbock's is South Plains, but all of that is like a desert type uh, climate down there. Completely different from like Dallas in North Texas, which is very humid. But West Texas, which, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of picture, I kind of say it's like Lubbock, Midland, Odessa, El Paso, cause it's all of this, uh, flat land. It's very deserty. It's very dry, not a lot of rainfall with all of this red dirt. And, um, so even my friends from Texas, when they seen that, the, the stuff that, you know, I, initially posted for more I'd moved here in Joshua Tree they're like oh my god it looks like West Texas and stuff and a lot of those people have relocated a lot of people friends I've grown up with have really relocated to Dallas and other metropolitan areas and the one thing I can say is Joshua Tree is nothing like that there's something actually magical and spiritual about this place but nobody can explain it
2: yeah Uh,
0: I can hear Charlie
2: I can hear Charlie too (laughs) we'll be
0: right back (laughs) Guys, we are back. Sorry about that. We had a little bit of technical difficulty with a mascot in the studio. <laughs> For some reason, he thinks Miss uh, Alley Cat Artfield is his uh, main squeeze, he's and so any time he's not within what maybe one foot of- from you, yeah, one foot from your your heel. He's not a happy camper, and uh, he gets a like a he gets a whole wine fest going, on, wine fest going on, right? Wine. <laughs> wine. Ollie. Yeah. Ollie. Where are you, Allie? <laughs> How could you have me locked in here by myself? Yeah. yeah so we uh, relocated. We relocated, Mister Ch- Mister King Charlie. So we're gonna be wrapping this up here pretty quick with Miss uh, Allie Cadillac Phil, because she's got to get back to the city of angels today. Oh. Leaving the desert.
2: I'm not looking forward to <laughs> uh,
0: What did you think about the drive out here? Wasn't there as bad as you thought it was going to be? No,
2: I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Yeah. I did hit a little bit of traffic, but it, it's not that bad of a drive.
0: Yeah, everybody, you know, when they look on a map at Joshua Tree, and it is two and a half hours from L.A., which I drive but it.
2: still... You're on the phone, you know, I made a ton of phone calls and an hour goes by, it kind of gives you time to meditate and think. You you
0: Bluetoothed on the phone, right? Because, you know, it's illegal in California to talk on your uh, phone message. You're such a lawbreaker. Breaking the law, breaking the law.
2: (laughs) Rebel without a cause.
0: Rebel without a cause, Yeah. But anyway, so um, we're gonna wrap this up. But I did want to talk about yesterday. Our little uh, gallery. We went to one of the galleries here in yes, town. Yes, we did. And cool. uh, so I'm gonna be. I'm, um, which you know, I'm uh, trying to perfect my landscape photography which is something i've really never been very good at in my lifetime was really capturing landscape or cityscape we took good pictures yeah. yesterday i've always been a big fan of it but it's not been one of my stronger points but um yeah i mean uh, so uh connected with a local artist who does uh, very beautiful watercolors and she's actually ex- exhibiting right now at the what was the name of the gallery we went to I meant to, I meant to I write that down, that. but I can't remember. But anyway, uh, yeah, so we met her, and uh, so she gave me a book uh, called Art Tour for Joshua Tree, right?
2: Yeah, Open Studio Art Tours.
0: And uh, which showcases all of the art local artists in Joshua Tree. And there's pages, 60-something pages of local artists from Joshua Tree, which is absolutely astonishing when a you huge, think about huge art community out here. when you think about how small this place is,
2: well, it's it sprawls though.
0: Yeah, it sprawls. But what I'm saying is, is the community of the population. You know what I mean? It's True. it's basically a community of artists. It's is kind of what you yeah. find, and you find out because I'd always heard about the art community out here, but I didn't have any firsthand knowledge about it when I lived in LA and uh, i knew a lot of photographers and artists that would venture out here to the desert to do their art and stuff and and even just people regular people would come on spiritual retreats and stuff out here and i had no idea what that entailed and then when i moved out here and you look at the town there's nothing it's just a, 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 the road going through the town and there's not a whole lot there's little cool little artsy art deco artsy buildings and stuff for for i guess mostly a lot of the tourists mm-hmm. but i couldn't understand where is this whole artist community at, and what we found out yesterday is most of these artists literally have their own art studios at their house in their home in their home homes home. or or they add on or put like a building uh out um on their property and they have their art studio gallery actually on their property and you can tour, they have a tour, and you can tour these different galleries at certain points when they have showing. So that's one of the directions that I'm going to be moving in hopefully yeah. here in the near future. And I'm going to be uh, doing a lot of networking and trying to connect with a local art community here in my new neighborhood. That would so. be great.
2: Next time I come out here, you'll have to introduce me to all your new art friends.
0: Exactly. But then you're also going to take me to Palm Springs, where your godmother mm-hmm. actually owns a very nice gallery. Yeah,
2: gallery artis.
0: In Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Looking yeah. forward to that.
2: I know.
0: Well, all right, baby girl. It's all time right. for you. It's going to be time for you fun. to head south. Back, back to the beach life.
2: Back to it. Back to the grind.
0: Back to the grind. (laughs) Well, I just want to thank you so much for having you on the show.
2: Of course. Anything for you, Rob. I love you. It
0: really really adds to the dynamic and it adds to the... the value of a show when you can have a guest on and being here in a new community it's not that easy for me to get guests so it's really nice when i have somebody come out and visit me personally that i know uh, whether artist or somebody in my personal life so that's why i actually ask you to be on the show and even though it's been
2: my pleasure i feel honored it's yeah. my first podcast ever
0: what do you think of the podcast
2: it's, it's, cool. it's cool so
0: do you because I've, I've actually talked to you about doing this for what two years and you actually
2: well, because I don't listen to podcasts, yeah. so and, I'm like, eh, eh, you know, but but you, but
0: you really didn't have any idea like
2: what it really you know. was all about. But, yeah. but
0: the funny thing is, is, um, you know, when I got in, when I really started out hot and heavy in photography and building my professional photography career, photography was a little bit of the same.
2: Mm-hmm. that's what you were saying yeah yes. it was I mean it
0: wasn't something that everybody did so when you would tell people you were a photographer they were a little bit taken aback by it or you know they're like well, what do you you know you, you you're like a hobbyist or you know no I'm, I do photography I try to do photography for a living and uh you know unless you worked for like Sports Illustrated or was shooting for one of the big magazines you know they really didn't understand that aspect which has completely changed now it's a whole new dynamic with the the, the digital realm but that's what I really love about this podcast is because it has brought back that fire in me yeah. for something that is different. Totally. You know what I mean, and I see, I see yeah.
2: that. You see yeah. you excited about it. This has been fun. It's been, he has the whole setup here. It looks very official and professional. And well, thank you. It's nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I right, thank you very much for that. Yeah. Well, all right guys, we got to let miss Alleycat cat go.
2: Bye everyone. It's been fun.
0: All right. Well, uh, I will, uh, gonna walk her out and uh such w- a gentleman we'll be right back
2: Sometimes. okay <laughs> bye <laughs>
0: we are back and uh, I hope you enjoyed our little interview there with uh, my really good friend and girl miss Allie cat Arkfeld I really can't thank her enough for coming into the studio today and uh, and uh, doing a little interview with us again uh, you know some of my guests aren't uh, they're not really embedded into uh, you know the photography field like I am but being so far out here in the desert compound, I will take any guest I can get, and hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll enjoy them. Uh, you know uh, this. It, you know this show is geared towards photography, but uh, you know it's never going to be just a technical guide to photography. Uh, this shows, you know, I, it's a little bit more. Uh, you know, it's a little bit more mainstream than that. Uh, basically, I'm talking about, you know, who I am and what I do, and the people that. Uh, the people that I actually work with, you know, and what I do and giving you, giving you guys some insight into that. So I hope you enjoyed the, enjoyed the interview. Allie's a very good friend of mine. And, um, uh like I said, uh, when uh, people come into my life, usually uh, I'm so immersed into photography and what I'm doing with photography that uh, those people usually get a pretty good uh, dose of uh, what I'm doing. And I usually uh, try to incorporate them into some of my projects. And uh, Ali has been one of those people for me. So I can't thank her enough for being on the show. And uh, taking to taking the time uh you know she was a little apprehensive like uh, anybody that's not done any kind of radio or interview or anything uh and she was a little uh a little uh had a little bit anxiety about it and uh, i think she did great and uh hopefully uh, you enjoyed the interview so uh, we're going to be moving on and uh, moving on now. Uh, I don't really have any news uh, format this week on the program, uh, but I am—I do have a little bit of tidbit of information for you guys. Um, just to let you know, the show's late. Uh, I've had like company in the studio now for got going on 2 weeks. Uh, I had Tony on the show a couple of weeks ago and she did the podcast and then I had Allie in the sh- on the show and then I had another uh model uh friend of mine that came out uh Sissy Lee and I shot her and she actually stayed out here a week and we worked together and did some stuff uh, for uh, to get into her book, she's signed with a new agency, and so uh, she needed some shots. And uh, we wanted to catch up; we hadn't really seen each other a lot in a couple of years. And uh, so uh, she wanted to kind of decompress and have some vacation time. So the show is actually uh, late. Uh, it this is uh, I recorded the show with Ali uh, actually like uh, I think like the Sunday before uh, Thursday. And now we're already on like Tuesday of the next week. So the, this episode was supposed to be been done on Thursday and I'm just finishing it up now this next Tuesday. So it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it's four days late, but I've got the other episode with Sissy. So Sissy will be, uh, next or this coming Thursday and that show is already complete. So I'll be uploading that. So it should be on time. Uh, just letting you guys know. So, uh, Just to let you know for this week's tidbit of information, though, I do want to let you guys know that, uh, gosh, let me see if I can get my, uh, let me see if I can get my browser up here so I can tell you guys what I've got for you. Um, I know, uh, well, here it is. Uh, As of about, I think, 15 hours ago or so, I guess, uh, maybe it was yesterday, which would be let's see Uh, f stoppers got it up about 14 hours ago i saw this on f stoppers as well uh but i do know that bnh photo for all of you guys out there i think pretty much all of us know who bnh photo is and bnh photo um for us nikonians again canon guys i'm sorry sooner or later i'm going to get some good uh, canon information for you guys but uh i'm such a diehard nikonian it's hard for me to follow up on canon stuff so I apologize to you guys. You guys all have just as good a camera as us, you know, with us. Nikonians, you know, your cameras are just as good, it's just I'm so much more familiar with Nikon that it's very easy for me to pick up on Nikon stuff, and and I get stuff in the mail all the time for rebates and stuff, and what's going on with Nikon, which I don't for Canon, because I just don't subscribe to that stuff, because I'm not looking to purchase Canon stuff, so again, I apologize to you Canon users out there, Uh, nothing against you guys, you guys all have great equipment, just as good as us, so uh, I just don't keep up with it as much. So anyway. Uh, For us Nikonians, uh, B&H Photo which uh, you know, you can go to bnhphotovideo.com and they actually are having a $300 instant savings on the Nikon D610. So the regular price for the Nikon D610 is $1,996.95. Your instant savings of $300 is going to bring you down to paying $1,696.95. So if anybody out there is looking to get that new Nikon D610, you can literally save three hundred dollars and uh, be well under uh, be well under two thousand instead of right at two thousand dollars. So, uh, just wanted to uh, let you guys know that. That's about all the photography news. It's not really news, but that's about all I have for photography this weekend or uh, this week on the show. Uh, And the next topic I'm going to talk about a little bit is something um, that uh, I see a lot of uh, nowadays with so many people coming into the photography market. Uh, Sorry about that. I had to get a drink of water. My throat's really dry. I apologize. Uh, So unprofessional. But um, there's something that I really was going to do a whole podcast on, but I just don't think it requires an hour. And uh, we've still got about 20 minutes uh, to hit an hour on this podcast. So I just wanted to touch base on it here. Uh, I see a lot of this on Facebook these days. Uh, With a new digital realm and so many people coming into the photography market. Uh, I see a lot of uh, uh, people asking for CC critique and uh, correction on their photos. And, um, you know, I just want to let you guys know there's a group out there on Facebook that's called Ask My Photographers. And it's actually a very good group the problem that I see with that group, there's another one out there that Chas could I can't remember his last name. Uh, he's a, he's a pretty well-known LA photographer and he has another group called, uh, Photoshop and Lightroom. And that's a great group too. And there's a few different groups out there, but this one group really, uh, I see ask my photographers, there's thousands of photographers in there. I think, I mean, there's a lot of photographers and, uh, the the group is geared for CC, for critiquing your photos. So if you just post a photo in there, you're going to get critiqued, which I don't really like that much. I think um, on any group, I think somebody should be able to post a photo and ask for critique critique instead of just automatically getting critique. So if you post in that group, you know exactly though what you're up for because if you are, what you're in for, because you are, if you read the rules when you enter the group and there's like a whole freaking page of rules, uh, somebody, t- some people take these Facebook groups way too seriously, but, uh, if you read the the rules for the Ask My Photographers uh, Facebook group, there is a whole list of rules. And one of the rules or one of the things it's telling you is that if you do post a photo in there, it's going to be, if you post a photo, it's completely open to be critiqued. And uh, it's even open for people to take it and edit it, which is kind of crazy without you asking. So I actually just kind of hang in that group. And for some reason, I don't know why, but the group has been, I don't know what's happened with the Facebook settings, but now every time I open my Facebook, my timeline is full of posts from the Ask My Photographers Facebook group. So that just started happening about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, And so I started being a lot more active in the group. And since I've got the podcast now, I am trying to connect with a lot more photographers, trying to get people to listen to the podcast. So I've opened myself up to the group a little bit. And I do read the group a lot and I read, uh, you know, I read the critiques and I read what's being said. And, and with that group, I don't give that group, I really don't give that group a whole lot of validity or a whole lot of uh, clout. Um, uh, there are some very decent photographers in there doing a lot of senior, senior portraits, baby portraiture, uh, family photos, you know, those kind of things from, you know, anywhere in middle America. And that doesn't make them any less of a photographer, but then you've got a whole gamut of photographers in there that just aren't very good, that are really new, really starting out. Uh, and you get a lot. And the thing about critiquing is there any photo can be critiqued you can take an Ansel Adams photo and not tell it Not tell, you know, take it in a room full of a hundred people, or let's say you could take it into a room full of a hundred photographers, not tell them it's an Ansel Adams, give them the photo and every one of the freaking photographers in there is going to have something to add to the photo that they think that would make it better. Oh, well, you know, if it would have been me, I would have cut off the little bit to the left right there. And, and I would have like taken a little bit off the horizon and uh, that would have made it a lot better photo. So not necessarily, uh, you know, you're just basically throwing your opinion out there. And with critiquing, a lot of times people just want to be heard. It's not necessarily that your photo really needs to be critiqued or there's really anything wrong with it. It's just, everybody loves to sound off. And the funny thing about it is you what I've learned a long time ago the newer the photographer, the newer the photographers, and the newer that they've really come into learning photography, the more they love to critique and tell everybody else what they've done wrong with their images. Uh, they You get that, uh, I don't know, it's like that fist pump thing, or you get that chest bump thing, you know, at about two or three years, four or five years when you've been shooting, you just all of a sudden come into your own and you think you know everything there is to know about photography and you're ready to tell everybody else what is wrong with theirs. So the other thing about being an artist I want I want to reiterate is I know with a lot of artists, a lot of artists have very thin skin. And when you go into these rooms to get critiqued, sometimes these people are going to rip you apart. Uh, with their critiquing and some of it is valid but a lot of it isn't a lot of it is just them putting their opinions out there of what would make their photo better I was kind of trolling the room and I posted a photo that I had underexposed the model's face just to kind of see if they picked up on that and sure enough they did right away uh, you know they called me out on it and it was very valid They you know the model's face was underexposed I was trying to do a natural light photo shoot and use just natural light instead of breaking. up out a bunch of strobes and strobing the thing because I was really trying to, uh, hold on to those beautiful shadows, you know, that you get, uh, with natural lighting that you lose when you start strobing stuff, uh, because it's gonna, it's gonna wash the shadows out. So I kind of posted a couple of photos up in there just to kind of see where they would do. And boy, they, it was like piranhas, man. They were like all over it. And, uh, the funny thing is is like if you're a new photographer and you're new I'm I've been doing this so long that I just kind of laughed at them. I mean it's so funny, you know, that how there's like one lady was talking about telephone poles. Some old lady from I don't even know where she is, you know, and her photography's decent, but boy she thinks she's like the cat's meow, man. She's telling me, "Oh, she was the only one too out of like 40 people she was the only one talking about oh well you should have positioned the car different so the telephone poles aren't by the car and blah blah, blah. or at first I, I didn't say anything I just said well you know the location required a telephone book because she she basically came in first and said I should photoshop out telephone poles she don't want to see the telephone poles in the photo so if it was her she would have photoshopped out all the photos I mean out of she would have photoshopped out all of the telephone poles out of the photo. Well, I personally think the telephone poles added a lot to the photo. So I kind of said, just basically trolled her and said, Hey, you know, well, the location required telephone poles, which it really didn't. But I just kind of wanted to throw that in and see where, she, see where she went with it. And so boy, she came back really snippy and said, Oh, well, it's not uh, the telephone poles. That's, that's the problem. It's where you position the car and the telephone poles. Like, lady, you don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? That's your own personal opinion. And that's what she said. She goes, what's wrong? What you did wrong was you position where, how you position the car and the telephone poles. That's the problem. And, you know, this lady is basically, you know, she's doing not even medium high end photography in middle america so who is she to really be telling anyone what they did wrong um, you know and with me i I, it, I didn't really let it rub rub me the wrong way her attitude kind of rubbed me the wrong way and what i want to emphasize to you newer photographers out there when you enter these rooms especially these facebook rooms because they're full of Every Jack Dick and Harry that does photography or does anything with photography are in these rooms and on facebook they everybody thinks they're an expert and uh, so just be be sure to take you know critiquing is good you're to a certain extent, you're never going to get any better if you don't see the problems, uh, the problems in your own stuff. And I'm the I'm I'm as guilty of that as anybody. Uh, sometimes I'll take a photo and I won't see something. Uh, I posted something in my own photo group, which is called Photo Junkie. Uh, photo Junkie uh, for photo addicts only. If you want to join my photo group, uh, there's actually a lot of high end photographers in there, a lot of seasoned pros that can really give you good insight to really bringing your game up because these are guys that are working at the top of the industry and they're been in the game so long that they don't, you know, their, their ego is not so inflated that they think they're gods of photography, which is what's funny. You take people like the people in ask my photographers who are a bunch of basically five years and newer, a lot of them. I would say probably 70% of them haven't had a camera in their hand probably more than six years. And they all think they're gods of photography. And then you go over to like some of the other groups that really do have some old-timer photographers in there. And they're just as nice and, you know, about their critiquing. And and they really, you know, give it to you... Uh, in a sympathetic way, of oh, you made a mistake. This is what you could do to correct it. Not oh, this is what you did wrong. Uh, you did this. I'm sorry to break it to you, but you underexposed the face. Uh, you you know you don't know what the hell you're doing. You know that kind of thing that you get in, Ask my photographers. Uh, so uh, that's. I just want you to be sure that when people start ripping your art apart don't take that to heart because half the time they're not near as good as they think they are, especially in a room full of, uh, barely over amateur photographers that you get and as my photographers. Now, there's a lot of good photographers in there that are really good, but the thing about photography these days, it doesn't take more than a year or two to get really good at photography. Uh, you know, and a lot of these people that are just doing baby photos and stuff like that, it's very easy for them to copy somebody else and get to their level pretty quickly these days. It's not, a, it's not something that takes years and years and years to To really perfect. So even these noobs, newer photographers uh, in these rooms uh, that think they're gods of photography now, uh, doesn't necessarily mean they are. And uh, so if they start tearing you apart, just take it with a grain of salt and just let it go. Uh, but you know, if they're, if they're pointing out technical things that you have done wrong, like for instance, my photo, I did underexpose a face. They pointed it out. I thanked them for it because it was true. I did underexpose the face. Um, and I was actually fishing a little bit to see if somebody would give me some some kind of way to fix that possibly in Lightroom or Photoshop. And that's exactly what I got. And when it came down to it, I wasn't going to keep the photo anyway. It was a bad pose. So I decided just to, to let it go because there was other photos in different locations that we did that actually were perfect. So, uh, I, we did the last set with my uh, Mustang just kind of on the fly just to see what we could get. Uh, and it was really close to the sun setting. So we had to hurry. So it was a rush set. So, uh, the photos didn't come out perfect, uh, which was fine because we got some really great photos. So, uh, anyway, I just wanted to touch base on that. Um, I know a lot of you guys, when you start out in photography, uh, You're a little bit lost. You know, I remember those days of wondering, like, is this good? I still do it. You know, I still take photos and look at them sometimes and go, God, I I think this is good. Uh, But to get somebody to validate that is really nice. You know what I mean? And uh, I think you should have a safe place, a safe group. Uh, so if you want a safe group, uh, on photo, on, uh, on Facebook where you can ask for CC, uh, which is the way, uh, photo, photo junkie is, is, uh, people shouldn't critique unless you're asked to critique. So, um. Uh that's pretty much way, the way we try to keep it in there. We don't critique people's photos unless they come in, post a photo, and ask for critique. So, um, and I and I think that's just common courtesy, and that's the way most most photo forums actually work that way. Um, way back before the days of Facebook, we had photo forums. Uh, we had Fred Medina or whatever it was. I can't remember. Uh, we had Garage Glamour. We had. Uh, gosh the sports guys have photoshooter.com com or uh, sports com, and those photo forums so you really learn the uh the aesthetics and the uh god what's the word i'm looking for the you know how to act on the forums back in those days the etiquette the forum etiquette and it has not transferred over to social media at all because photography has basically been uh you know, it's, it's a, there's been a tidal wave of new photographers coming to the game, uh, you know, since I got into it. And I'm just a middle-timer. I'm not an old I don't consider myself an old-timer. I know old-timers that have been shooting since, you know, the 70s and 80s. And those guys are really old-timers that I really look up to, you know what I mean? I I know a couple of old-timers that have been photographers for, you know, since the 80s and they're not their stuff really isn't that good but they're very technically technically qualified their photography it lacks a lot of artistic value which you find with a lot of those old timers they never got past the stage of snapshots or uh, pictures with their their prints or with their uh 35 millimeters but i still respect those guys because they just been taking pictures for so damn long how can you not respect them um i mean they you know they've the What they've seen, you know, where they've seen photography go from taking, you know, from where they were at, like uh, taking a Polaroid. I remember the first I remember the first Polaroid cameras that I saw back in the 70s. God, I'm giving my age away. When I was a kid, you know what I mean? I mean like you got like a you had to buy bulbs for it, uh, that spun around, like as you took a picture, the bulb would rotate, it would blow it out and it would rotate and then uh you would rip the picture out of the front of it and you'd have to pull the film off of it and it was just the black and white. It just took a black and white. But uh, you know, I mean, photography has come so far. I mean, you can take your cell phone now and take amazing pictures with a cell phone. Uh, I posted a cell phone picture up uh, in my in the photo junkie group, uh, and uh, it was amazing. And then I asked, you know, other people what they would posted this weekend, and man, I got a we got four or five brilliant photos uh, that people just taken with their phones. So it's best camera. You know, what camera do you have on you? And a lot of times nowadays, that's a phone. So. But I really wanted to touch for you guys that are newer to the photography game, Uh, you know, if you're in, you know, a bunch of you are going to run in looking for these photo groups and uh, especially on Facebook. And if you're going to jump in these photo groups, just be prepared. And I just want you to know, don't ever take anything anybody tells you, because a lot of people will discourage you just for the hell of it. Um, you know, and and people love to rip other people apart and tear people down. So, uh, you know, look for the positive people that are giving you positive, you know, positive feedback, even if it's critiquing. Um, but they're giving you really good, solid information and they're being nice about it. Um, but you kind of open yourself up for everybody when you, uh, when you ask for, for critiquing in these photo groups. So, uh, but just. You know, it doesn't matter who it is, if it's an art director, creative director, uh, an agent, a manager, anybody, you know, I've, I went into myself, one of the largest, um, agencies, photo agencies in the world, uh, called art mix. And, uh, the person I was trying to get on with, I was trying to get an agent, which I would still love to get an agent, but I guess I still, I'm not good enough for that, um, uh, you know, I still have a ways to go for my game to reach that status to where I could actually get on with one of the agencies, I guess. Uh, or I just hit the wrong, I just got the wrong person to interview with. And it's kind of like who you know. And the girl that I interviewed with, I'm not going to give her name, but she didn't really like my stuff. She wasn't too impressed by it. So uh, I really felt like that, that blew my big chance because I was really excited about it, and I really thought that uh, my game was pretty tight back then. This was a couple of years ago, and, uh, and she gave me a bunch of advice, and uh, basically just told me she didn't think I was ready uh, for the big time, and uh, I had a Open pass to come back at any time and re-interview, but you know she give she gave me a lot of direction and a lot of things to focus on. And uh, back in those days, my my photography was kind of all over the place. I had wedding photography, uh, model photography, lingerie photography, uh, advertising photography, uh, swimwear photography. I had everything on my website. And a little piece of advice I'll give you, newbies out there, you newer photographers. Photographers out there and when I say newbie I'm not trying to insult you guys I'm just I just that just means you're just newer to the game and one little piece of advice I can give you on your website is narrow it down to what you want to specialize in you need to become a master photographer at whatever you want to specialize in so I went decided to go with portraiture which is something that I would never really fully taken on so a lot of my photos, my main photos on my website are are portraiture, commercial portraiture and portraiture. So, uh, you won't find any of my wedding stuff on there really. And and I've really narrowed it down to look more like advertising and portraiture. So that's a little bit of advice I can give you. And, uh, the other advice I can give you is, you know, like the girl at art mix, the agent, um, she really kind of deflated my ego you could say when I left there and I went home and I basically beat myself up about it for at least two or three weeks maybe a month I was just you know I mean it almost discouraged me to the point where I was ready to just sell my cameras and give up and just do something else you know what I mean I was like I'm never gonna be good enough I've been doing this for so long and I finally got my chance to make it in the big time and she basically just turned me down flat and you know, it was in, in, in a lot of ways, it ended up being a blessing because she's in the lapidomy of the industry. You know, when I was in there, they had just, uh, shot the new Brightling campaign with David Beckham. And one of the photographers that shot that that's with their agency, uh, I admire his work extremely. He's one of my very, very favorite photographers. And, uh, he directed, uh, he actually directed, he's, he directs a bunch of music videos. He's directed Rihanna videos and, uh, he directed the video called ride, uh, with, uh, God, what, what is her name? Um, Lana Del Rey. Yeah. My mind went blank. Sorry. With Lana Del Rey, he had directed ride. So, uh, he's a brilliant photographer, you know what I mean? And so he had just shot the, the brightling campaign. And, and so they're, you know, they're, they're at the top of the photography game, those guys that are in there. And, and, uh, when I went back and looked at my work and compared it to what was on their website for their photographers, it just, it wasn't as good, you know, and, and, uh, that wasn't their fault. That was my fault. So I needed to up my game. And so I really started concentrating on upping my game putting some decent photo shoots and productions together and getting some clientele to where I was shooting stuff that really added to my portfolio instead of just basic lookbook stuff and shooting a lot of clothing lines that didn't need anything but the you know the quarter three quarter shot for their websites you know just of the shirt or the blouse or whatever and so that stuff doesn't really add any artistic value it may pay the bills but it really isn't helping you uh, showcase your work, so I really started concentrating on finding some stuff that would help showcase my work. So, anyway, I just wanted to touch base uh, uh, on that stuff with you guys. So, if you get if you run into somebody who's not a fan of your work, don't let them tear you down, or don't let them. You know, Don't let them rip the camera out of your hands with their words and, and make you think that you're not good enough and you're never going to be good enough because everybody, if you're an artist, everybody, whether it's a parent, uh, a sibling, a friend, or somebody is going to tell you you're not good enough and it's never going to work. And basically, all they're trying to do is shatter your dreams because you are a person that has the balls to get out there and go after your dreams and do something that's different—that's not the norm or the mainstream or the mainstream nine-to-five. So don't let people shatter your dreams. Stay with it. Take the take the positive out of it. If they're trying to, uh, if they are giving you some uh, beneficial critiquing and uh, something that's positive that you can take from it and build from. So anyway, I'm going to conclude that uh, about uh, CC Please, Uh, and I'm going to say uh, the podcast is growing. Uh, It's not uh, near where I want it to be, but when I initially had got into wanting to do a podcast, I was told that I would probably be talking to myself for the first six months, that hopefully after six months, I would probably, hopefully reach 100 at least a hundred, uh, downloads. And I would like to say that within the first three episodes, we were over 130 downloads. So the podcast is growing. It's still a long way to go. So, but I am looking for sponsorship for the podcast. So if you would like to run an ad, or if you'd like to run to write out a script for your product, well, I don't care what it is. And, uh, I'm going to start it at I'm going to start it super cheap, like at a hundred dollars a month. So for a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars, you can get your ad on the podcast featured at the beginning of the podcast for a full month for a hundred bucks. Uh, I'm not trying to make it killing off the podcast. I'm just trying to make it, make it pay for itself or break even, you know, break even a little bit. So if you'd like to be sponsored on the podcast, uh, just let me know. Uh, you can email me at Rav Holly at gmail.com. Give me a little insight on, uh, what you are, uh you know, what you're wanting to advertise and, uh, we can go from there and, uh, see if we can, uh, you know, if you'll write out your script and I will read it on the podcast or we can actually get a professional voiceover, other professional voiceover, uh, to do the commercial for you. And, you know, that's something that I can handle for you, uh, if you need. So, um, going to wrap this up, but before I do, there's one other little piece of uh, new information I want to give you. There's a new website that I found uh, on Twitter. They tweeted tweeted me, and it's called Chaney, uh, C-H-A-I-N-Y, and it's Connecting Creative People, and basically what it looks like, it kind of looks like, it's Chaney.com, C-H-A-I-N-Y.com, Chaney.com, and it's basically... Literally, it seems to be for creatives, which I really like. Uh, It's for musicians, uh, photographers, cinematographers, writers, and fashion people. And uh, it's basically uh, putting everybody together. Music, photography, film, design, and fashion on one social media site. So unlike Facebook where you've got everybody, this looks like a new... uh, a new social media just for creatives. And, uh, I signed up for it. It's free, just like Facebook. So, uh, uh, if you're out there chainy people, uh, maybe you would like to be featured, you know, uh, with a commercial on the podcast, cause it looks like your site's pretty new. Uh, and, uh, but they tweeted me and then I went ahead and signed up and they retweeted my tweet. So that made me, uh, that made me actually, uh, take interest in their site even more so uh, I'm following them and they're following me and uh, I decided to give them a little plug at the end of the website since uh uh, since they kind of took interest in uh, my twitter and and tweeted me and stuff so anyway uh check check out cheney.com again it is um yeah, What did I say? It is Chaney, C H A C H A I N Y, Chaney.com. Yeah, and uh, be sure if you sign up on there to uh, find me on there. I guess you can do that. I'm pretty sure you can add friends and stuff like a, like a Facebook. So uh, let's connect on Chaney and see how we like it because it is just for creatives and like Jeep, Google, uh, Twitter. You know, all these other social media avenues are not really just for creatives. And then you have so many sites out there like 500PX. It's just for photographers, you know, and you have so many sites out there that are just for designers and stuff. And this is kind of putting us all together, kind of like the old MySpace. So let's see if we can link up on there. So uh, anyway, guys, uh, I'm going to conclude this uh, this episode of Images Everything. We're right at an hour. So uh, be sure to uh, check out my website at ravholly.com or R-A-V-H-O-L-L-Y dot com. Be sure to click my blog link on there if you'd like to look at some of my new collection. Uh, I'm in the uh, process of putting together uh, a fine art nude collection that I just, that I plan to show in a gallery at some point. And uh, I also show, uh, I'm sorry, I also sell many of my fine arts nudes on uh, sites such as Fine Art America. So, in uh, uh, Saatchi uh Fine art. So uh, anyway, uh, be able to be sure to check out my Tumblr because you're gonna find stuff on my Tumblr that you don't find anywhere else, and that is the blog that's linked on my front page of my website. So you're gonna see photos on there that you won't see on my social media in different places because it's NSFW, not safe for work. And not safe for work. Yeah, NSFW. It's not safe for work. So anyway, uh, that's going to conclude this episode of Images Everything. Uh, be sure to tune in uh, next Thursday or this coming Thursday. Uh, we'll have Miss Sissy Lee on the program as a guest, and uh, we'll be talking about our photo shoot that we just did. So have a great uh, have a great day, guys! And uh, thank you so much again for listening. Uh, have a good have a good day. Bye bye.
1: So Cali, this one here, yup, it's for So Cali from SD. So Kyle I get down for So Kyle Every day I watch the palms sway. sway, sand under feet, prod the shades, block the sun rays, burning the best, calories. So